Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Papa's podcast, Celebrating the Word with Dean Caldwell Ministries. Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you today to Elevating the Word. This is a Bible study intended to increase your faith, increase your knowledge of God so you can walk closer to the Lord and have a relationship with God like you've never had before. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the podcast today. We are so glad that you have decided to join us. Uh, just a few housekeeping things up front. If you would like to keep up with Brother Dean and all that he is doing, uh, head on over to Facebook, to Dean Caldwell Ministries on Facebook, and you can find encouraging videos, encouraging posts, um, uh, where Brother Dean's going to be in revival and things of that nature. Again, that's Dean Cobble Ministries on Facebook. Um, head on over there to keep up with all the encouraging things going on. Secondly is the email, elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Again, elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Head on over there. Uh, send us your thoughts, your prayer requests, your questions, and um, Brother Dean will do his best to address those. He may do them personally or he may do them on the podcast. And um, just be patient, but we'll try to address as many as we can. Um, but if you have prayer requests, we'd love to pray over those for you. Um, so again, elevating the word at outlook.com. And then lastly, if you'd like to give towards Brother Dean's ministry or towards the podcast, we have ways of doing that down in the show notes, down in the comments. Um, there's Venmo, Cash App, or if you just want to use the snail mail, you can do that. So with all that being said, Brother Dean, we are in our end time series, kind of yes. coming up towards the latter part of it. Uh, we have covered a lot of of end time events, and you're not going into just the greatest detail. You're just trying to hit these points and then just show people um, the order and how things are going to uh, transpire in the end time. So we've done the appearing, the new body, the tribulation period, the millennial reign, the white throne, um, the burning off, and now we're going to hit, or you are going to hit, the new heaven the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off. All right, Rob. Uh, When we concluded our last uh, podcast, we have been talking about um, the burning off and the recreation of uh, the new heaven and the new earth. And uh, you guys that are listening, if you want to follow me in your Bible, I'll be in Revelation chapter 21 And then we're going to spread back through the course of the Bible because there are several places that dictate to us uh, this event. Mm -hmm. But John seems to put it in focus for us in the Word of God. Now, keep in mind the heavens, all three of them, there's Mm -hmm. three heavens, and you'll find that mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 2, 3, and 4. And uh, Paul talks about the third heaven that he was called up to, the heavens and the earth in the book of Second Peter tells about they will melt away with a fervent heat. And I proved last week by several scriptures that it's not annihilation. It is a burning off everything that has been touched or tainted by sin. Mm-hmm. Everything that has ever been touched by sin. And you asked the question before we close that uh, 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 study on the burning off, where will the saints be 
during that time when the heavens are on fire. Yes. The earth is on fire. All of that's burning. Where will the saints of God will be? And the answer is the new Jerusalem. Mm. And we gave that last week because it is the only place that has never been tainted Mm. by sin. Fact is, the new Jerusalem was built after Jesus went back to heaven. And you'll find that in the book of St. John, chapter number 14, He gives some insight to us there, beginning in verse number one of chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. That he talks about an established thing there. Mm -hmm. In my Father's house are many mansions, and where God lives in the third heaven that will be burned off. Because hmm. uh, there was sin there. And But he says in the rest of that uh, verse of Scripture, I go to prepare a place for you, indicating that it had not been prepared at that point. So if the heavens and the earth are going to pass away with a fervent heat, then the new Jerusalem is the thing that will house the saints of God during that burning. And so let's go back to Revelation 21 and prove that by the scripture. In beginning in verse number nine, he said, there came unto me one, I'm back in Revelation 21, verse nine, there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the last seven plagues and talk with me. Now, what is referring to here? Back in the tribulation period, this particular angel that had one of the seven plagues, uh, vows of the the last plagues, and he talked with me and said to me, now he's not, this judgment is over at this point. All the judgment is over. We're going to enter into the new heaven, new earth. Listen to what he said. Come and I'll show you the bride, the Mm. lamb's wife. And then he said, uh, he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God and the light like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. He took him and showed him the bride. And he said it was the New Jerusalem. I know there's many people today that say the New Jerusalem is the bride of Christ, but I don't believe that's what this scripture is saying at all. Mm. Because during the burning off of the heavens and the earth, it is the haven, the safe haven that God has prepared. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And he talks about in that same verse back in John 14, in verse 2, in my Father's house, that would be the third heaven. That's yeah. where God lives. And all of that's in Second Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul talks about being caught up to the third heaven into paradise. Mm-hmm. And he saw things there. But he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then in that same verse, he said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Why did he say that? the Father's house that he's talking about, all of that will pass away Mm. with a fervent heat. And the reason 
the third heaven and the second heaven and the first heaven and the earth is all going to pass away is because it has been touched by sin. Sin started where God lives. God cast Satan out of heaven. And that's in Luke 10 and Mm -hmm. 18 where Jesus said, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He was cast out of heaven. So sin touched that. Sin has uh, left a mark there. All of that will be burned away. So Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, which meant at that time the new Jerusalem had not been built. Mm. It is a place that we will inhabit during all the burning off of that particular uh, time of in, in judgment. God will burn all of that off, and then we will inhabit a new heaven and a new earth. Now, we, we, we'll pick up excerpts of this as we go along because the New Jerusalem is given in detail as uh, it is described from verse 9 through the rest of the chapter of chapter number 21. But let's go back to verse number 1 and take this down verse by verse, and we'll just see how far we get today on this. He said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, Rob, the first four verses here is dealing primarily with the new earth. Hmm. But he sees a new heaven and a new earth. And listen to what he said. He said, there was no more sea. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. There again, there again, it's speaking of the bride of Christ. Now then, verse 1, I saw new heaven, new earth, for the first heaven, first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The renovation of the earth, the new earth is going to be no more sea. Like no more water? No, two-thirds of this earth is covered with water. Mm -hmm. You've got the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific, the Indian, the Arctic, seas of all kind, and rivers. But in the new earth, it won't be two-thirds covered with water. They will be seas that is mentioned for us in Isaiah and Ezekiel mm-hmm. refers to them, but then there'll be the river of life that's going to flow through them. I'm sure there'll be tributaries that will come off the river of life. But he said there was no more sea because he's talking about the new earth that's going to exist at that time. And so whenever you look at all of this and, and the throne of God coming from under the throne of God is where the root of this river starts in the new earth. And then he said in, uh, in verse number two, I saw the holy city, which is the new Jerusalem. But let's get to verse uh, three and four and listen to what he said here in these passages of Scripture because all of this is primarily dealing with the new earth. He said, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man. 
He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. This is the changed people from the incorruptible or from the corruptible to the incorruptible, from the mortal to the immortal, God is going to dwell with us. And this scripture is here proving a point. This fleshly body that we have right now cannot take the fullness of the presence of God. And Moses illustrated that to us in the scripture when he prayed and said, God, I just want to look on you. I just want to see you. And God said, Moses, you can't. Mm-hmm. What he's saying there, and and I know there's people that call me up a lot of times. Well, how come the scripture says that no man has seen God at any time and lived? Mm-hmm. And um, what about Adam? He had seen God. He had walked with God. But when Adam seen God, he was in his immortal state, yes. yeah, and he could handle that. But after the fall, mm-hmm. that ended. Mm-hmm. That kind of relationship with God ended. But it will be renewed in us and for us in the eternal. And he said, God will live with us and be our God. And we're going to live with him during that particular time. And I'm going to come back to verse three here in a moment of time, because I'm going to go to Isaiah here in a moment of time. And he said in verse four, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now notice he starts here letting us know how we live on this earth and what the new earth is going to be like. And he says, there's no more. There's no more. There's no more. There's no more sea. He said, there is no more tears. He yeah. said, there is no more death. He, mm-hmm. he, he talks about all of these things because God is going to wipe away all tears from their eyes. And in this earthly life, uh, we spend a lot of time shedding tears. Yeah. And whether it's physical or on inside of us, we pain. Yes. People hurt us. Sickness hurts us. Pain is a problem for the human, for the human mind and the human body. But God himself will wipe away all tears from their eyes to the extent that he said in the last phrase of there, the former things are going to pass away. I like to think about it like this, Rob, that God has a glorified handkerchief. (laughs) And let me make this so real. When we go into the new heaven and the new earth. That is the last step that the Bible covers for us. And after that, it's all just eternal. But he gives us enough insight to let us know what it's going to be like Mm -hmm. and what it's going to be about. If we enter into the eternal kingdom and we have loved ones that did not make it and we have family members that did not make it into the eternal kingdom. The instant that God wipes the tears out of our eyes, the former things will pass away. You will not remember those. It won't even come into mind. They, mm-hmm. they will be forever 
forgotten. But let me say for those that are listening, if you leave this world and judge by God and wind up in the lake of fire, there's no place in the Bible said your memory leaves. The rich man in hell lifted up his eyes and said, can you send Moses back? I got five yeah. brothers yeah. lost without God. That lost person in the eternal fire will remember mom's prayer, dad's prayer, the husband's prayer, the wife's prayer, their touch, their mm. smile, their caring, and you'll be forever separated from that. But the instant that God wipes tears out of the eyes of mom, she'll forget she ever had a son or daughter that didn't make it into the eternal kingdom. Mm. The instant that God wipes tears out of dad's eye, he will forget he ever had a son and daughter that did not make it into the kingdom of God. Yeah. So this is the blessing of eternity. It sounds bad now, but it wouldn't be a place of joy like the Bible speaks about mm -hmm if we lived knowing that we were separated from our own blood kin yeah. that rebelled against God and just simply did not make it. He said, there'll be no more death there. Death is the results of sin. Mm -hmm. The penalty of death was pronounced upon sin and Adam fell from being immortal to mortal. Mm -hmm. He fell from being incorruptible to corruptible. So, Death is the last enemy, and we talked about that uh, the other day in the podcast, Death and Hell, yes. chapter 20, verse 13 through 15. Death and hell was cast into the lake of fire, and uh, so death will be destroyed, and this scripture said there will be no more death. He said there'll be no more sorrow. Sorrow comes only as a result of sin and the curse that God placed on the earth. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more curse on the new earth. So there will not be any more sorrow there. He said there'll be no more crying. Crying is a result of sin and sorrow, which will not be in the new earth. Therefore, there'll be no cause for crying. All will be joy and happiness. All will be joy and happiness. Keep that in your mind. All will be joy and happiness. And, and Rob, I'd like to switch here for a moment of time and, and read why he says all will be joy and happiness. Go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 65. Isaiah, chapter number 65. Here is a rendition in the Word of God in the Old Testament that gives us insight about a new heaven and a new earth. Now, John explains it to us in the, in the part of all the victory that's there, but listen to what he said in verse 17 and 18. Now, remember, remember he said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Listen how Isaiah writes this. Isaiah 65, beginning in verse 17, he said, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not come, shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. That's the same thing we just read yeah. in Revelation 21. But listen to what he said. But be ye glad and rejoice, 
ever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem, a rejoicing, and her people a joy. Hmm. This is going to be joy. There'll be no sin. There'll be no death. There'll be no crying. There'll be no sorrow. Former things are going to pass away. be passed away. Tears will be wiped out of our eyes. Now, that's tears of sorrow because that verse of Scripture, Mm -hmm. if there's any tears, it'll be praise and worship and in the presence of the Almighty God. Now, now Rob, let let me say something here because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has ever thought this, but as a kid growing up in church, my dad was a pastor. I've been in church all of my life, and my dad would preach and and he'd come across the heaven and he'd say, we're going to enter into the presence of God at the sounding of the trumpet and we're going to bow down and worship a thousand years. And sometimes he'd get excited and say 2,000 or mm-hmm. 5,000 mm-hmm. years. And that terrorized me. Yeah, I mean, it terrorized me. I was scared to death because I would sit there and think, heaven's mercy We're going to bow down, and I could see me on my knees with my head to the ground for a thousand years. (laughs) I was having trouble sitting in the church two hours because I got in trouble every Sunday night. You could count on that because of something I'd done out of order in the church. But then when I got older and started in ministry, I started studying this for for myself. Our praise and worship to God. Our praise and worship is going to be living with him. Amen. Living with him. Now, keep in mind, we're here in Isaiah 65, verse 17, for behold, I create new heavens and new earth. Isaiah is saying the same thing that John is saying in Revelation 21, but mm-hmm. he he interprets his own life, life, eternal life and how we're going to live Mm -hmm. where John talks about the new Jerusalem and the blessings of the, uh, of the place of inhabitation. Mm. And we're going to inhabit that. And so here in Isaiah 65, Isaiah uh, uh, just describes some things and let's look at this and then we'll go back to revelation chapter 21 He said, and I'm in Isaiah, if you're following me in your Bibles, I'm in Isaiah 65, verse 19. I will rejoice in Jerusalem. That's the new Jerusalem and the joy of my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her her, nor the voice of crime. We just explained that. This is coinciding and fitting the very same thing that John wrote in Revelation. And, and it must be something very important for it to be repeated as much as yes, it is. It's just a reminder is. to us that the, the the cares of this world will be no more. That's right. And then verse 20, it said, there shall be no more thence infant day, mm. nor an old man that's not fulfilled his days. Now, listen to what he's saying here, the writer. There won't be an old man there. Yeah. I believe probably the eternal age is going to be 33 years old, Mm -hmm. more than likely. And I base that out of the scripture in the book of 1 John. 
And uh, whenever you get to 1 John and you, and you see what God says in chapter 3 of 1 John in, in verse number 2, he said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we will be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And listen mm-hmm. to what he said, for we shall see him as he is. Mm-hmm. Jesus left this earth at age 33. Mm-hmm. And this scripture said, we're going to be like him. I believe the eternal age will be 33 years old. But I'm going to explain something in detail here where we can all get our minds wrapped around this. He said, an old man won't be there that's not fulfilled his days. For the child will die at a hundred years old. Now, let me read the rest of this. I'm coming back to explain that. But the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. Hmm. It's just what we're talking about a while ago. Tears wiped out the saints, but those that are eternally lost without God, their memory will still be with them. But let me address the child being a hundred years old, a die at a hundred years old. Now, many people, when they read that verse of scripture, they say, this can't be talking about a new heaven and a new earth because there won't be no death there. You're very much correct. There will be no death there. But mm-hmm. listen to what he's saying. The Jews interpret life in cycles. And most interpret a baby is considered from birth to seven years old. And at age seven, they die out as a baby and they resurrect as a child. From 7 to 14 is a child, 14 to 21, young adult, and it goes all the way up to 49. So he said, a child will die at 100 years old. What does that mean? Why did he put 100 years in there? The reason the 100 years is there is because 100 years is a prophetic generation. And you'll find that in the book of Genesis chapter 15, Verse 13 and verse 16, when God is speaking to Abraham and he said to Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of a na- many nations and they're going to be servants in a nation that they're a stranger of. What God was prophesying to Abraham before Isaac was ever born, these people that's coming from your loins someday are going to go in down in Egypt land and be a servant there for." Hundred years. He says that in verse 13. Now watch this. Mm-hmm. But in verse 16, he said, But in the fourth generation, I will bring them out. So four into four hundred is one hundred years. One hundred years is the prophetic generation. I covered this the other night in church, but let me mm-hmm. put it on this podcast and listen. Abraham was one hundred years old when Isaac was conceived and birthed. Now, Abraham had a son called Ishmael at the age of about 85, somewhere there. He was 85 years old, which Ishmael is called a child of the flesh. Isaac is called the child of promise. Mm -hmm. And the reason being, Abraham had lived 100 years, which he had fulfilled the generation of the flesh, and now he's starting a generation of promise. So the 100 years is this. It's just simply 
100 years, a child's going to be a, a child for 100 years of time. Doesn't mean that they're going to be stunted. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I think they will mature and grow. But now, if you watch this just for a moment of time, go down to verse 23, and then I'll back up and we'll talk about this other. Verse 23, they shall not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And watch this, and their offspring with them. Wow. Your children, your children will be there with you. Now, now I'm coming back to those verses, but Rob, I'm, I just feel this so strong right now in my spirit that I'm going to detour here and make a little covering. Go to Matthew chapter 19. The book of Matthew chapter 19, and while we're talking, you guys out there that's listening, mark these scriptures in your Bible because this is the word of God. God promises these things to us. Here's a story where the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what I got to do to have this blessing, what I need to do to have everlasting life. And Jesus said, uh, uh, keep the commandments. Oh, he said, I've done that all my life. And you know the story right on down. And then Jesus said, remove your God. Now, he didn't say those words, but he said, sell what you got, give it to the poor, mm-hmm. and take up your cross and follow me. It's a very rich man. He wasn't trying to just make him a pauper. He was just simply saying, I'm moving your God yeah. because you worship your wealth. Yeah. And the rich young man turned around sorrowfully and left. He wasn't willing to do that. Well, Peter's standing there and listening to all this. And they couldn't rub two pennies together. Mm-hmm. And then he said in verse 27, Peter answered and said, Behold, we've forsaken all and followed you. What are we going to get out of this thing? We've forsaken all. Just got through seeing the young rich man leave, and man, that upset mm-hmm. him. And we don't have nothing. What are we going to get out of this? And Jesus answered Peter in verse 28. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, in the generation when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, that's the millennial reign we talked about the other day, you also will sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, verse 29 is for everybody else. He said, you're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel sitting on thrones with me during the thousand years Millennial reign, but look in verse 29. This is for everybody else. He said, everyone that have forsaken, that means lost, houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, children, lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold. Now watch, this puts the kicker in it. And then he said, you will inherit everlasting life. That can't be talking about this earth because we don't have everlasting life. We're facing death. This has got to be talking about in the eternal. If you've lost husbands and wives and children and sons and daughters, even said lands, Mm. you've lost lands. I'm going to restore it to you a hundredfold. Now go back to verse 21 of Isaiah 65, and it will explain what I just read to you in Matthew chapter 19. He said, if you've lost houses, if you have lost lands, 
Now, some people think that's not very important, but it is to God. Watch this. In the eternal kingdom, verse 21, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They will not build and another inhabit. What's he saying there? How many people have you known, Rob, in your lifetime? Worked, sacrificed, saved for retirement. So they can enjoy it. And two years before they retired, they died. Mm-hmm. They never enjoyed their retirement. Somebody else did. Yeah. Or somebody took their retirement from them. Yes. Know, whatever it may but be. But listen to this. They shall not build in another inhabit. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to take it away from you there. Mm-hmm. They shall not plant in another eat for the days of the trees or the days of my people and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. What's he saying? We are going to assume another life yeah. similar to this life. The only difference, there'll be no more sorrow, mm-hmm. no more crying, no more pain. There won't be any death there. We will live forever. God's going to set us on plots of lands Mm -hmm. on the new earth. Uh, See, the first four verses there Mm -hmm. in Revelation 21 is addressing the new earth. And and we're just just trailing this through the word of God. And he said, my my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands, and Mm -hmm. they shall not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble. For they're the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. If you've lost babies, if you've lost children, they're there and they'll still be a baby. They'll still be a child when you get there because they'll be in that time slot 100 years. Mm. Now then, God's such a smart God. He moved our age slot in Psalms 90 Mm -hmm. and verse number 10 The number of our days is three score and 10 and by reason of strength, four score. What's he saying? I'm going to preserve those you lost Mm -hmm. and they're going to be the same by the time you get there. Yeah. You will, you will nurture them. You'll live on a spot of land. He said, you'll work with your hands. Lord have mercy. The new earth will not be covered two-thirds with water, so there's going to be enough land for yeah. everybody. Yeah. From Adam to that point, going to be enough room for everybody, mm. and we're going to have family around us. We're going to know everybody around us. Yeah. Won't be no jealousy, no strife, no envy, no murder. There won't be any of that. We are going to be there in the presence of God, and then so, listen. Okay, I was going to say just kind of addressing the family thing that we've you know we've talked about in this series, the family in heaven. Do you think we'll? And I, it says they'll be gathered unto their people when He yes. redistributes us onto the new earth. new earth. Will we be in our clans that we you know or our? our I believe groups we will because He said their offspring will be with them. Yeah, they got to be close. Mm. Somewhere they have got to be close there. So, but but it don't matter if they live no, no, on the other side of the world. Because you can be there in two seconds. Yes, watch what he said, verse 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Mm. Wow. 
and while they're yet speaking, I will hear. That's faster than the speed of light. That's the speed of thought. Wow. Yeah. We just think something, and it'll be there. Wow. Whatever we need. And then he said this. I get this question a lot. Will they be animals there? Let me show you. Mm -hmm. Verse 25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like a bullock. The dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy. And mm. all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. Mm. My Lord. Rob, we're going to assume a life that's similar to this life. Yeah. With no trouble. I'm going to tell you, this thing is worth putting up with junk over. Mm. I mean, it is worth it. And I just had to take that little detour and let's go back to Revelation 21. We, we had talked before this session started that I'm probably going to have to make the new heaven and the new earth into uh, two segment segments, but we're about to come to the end of this one, and we, it may be three segments before yeah. we get done with this because right. there's so much about this and very little is addressed about the eternal life when this life is over, yet mm -hmm. the Bible says so much about it. Yeah. Our youth is going to be renewed like mm. the eagles. That's in Psalms 103. Yeah. And all of this coming together for us, and he tells us this, uh, that, that uh, well, I'm back in Revelation chapter 21, and verse number five, he said, and he that sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said, right, for these are the words that are faithful and true. God sits on the throne and said, I'm going to make all things new. Mm -hmm. The things that Jesus talked about, God sat on the throne. He just simply sat there on the throne and said, I'm making all things new. Now, now Jesus is now on the throne and he's talking to John on the Isle of Patmos at the end. Now we're coming to the end of Revelation here, commanding him, write these things. He said, first of all, pro proclamation. Now this is Jesus here talking to him. He said on the throne, he that sat on the throne, he said, behold, I make all things new. What's he saying? I have rebuilt the heavens. I've rebuilt the earth. Everything is fresh. Mm. Everything is brand new. Write these words because you can depend on them. Mm. They are faithful and they are true. And, and I love the wording there. He said in verse six, and he said unto me, it is done. Mm. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Wow. Wow, we, we got it made at that point. Mm. Living with the Lord forever and forever and forever. Rob, I think I'm just going to stop right here yeah. because it's a good stopping point before we get into the details of the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. So next podcast, we're going to start dealing in verse number 7 of Revelation 21. I encourage you that's listening today, whatever troubles in your life, whatever trauma you're dealing with, God has an eternal plan for you. Mm. 
He has an eternal plan for you. So you're sick. So you're losing loved ones around you. You haven't lost them. Yes, they're absent from this life, but they're present with the Lord and we are going to live with them forever in eternity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, Brother Dean. That was so, uh, so much insight. I'll never forget the first time you walked me through Isaiah 65 and how encouraging that was to me uh, because I grew up with the same mindset and thought that I'm going to have to be bowing down for the rest of my life. And just like you, that made me really nervous. Yes. <laughs> so uh, thank you for bringing such insight to the word. Uh, we pray that you guys have a great rest of your week and that this elevated you in the word. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast this week. We pray it was a blessing to you. We pray that it encouraged you, that you were elevated in the word. Don't forget to check out Dean Caldwell Ministries on Facebook to keep up with all things that Brother Dean uh, is doing. You guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.